All right, everybody, we're here with my head jiu-jitsu coach. Used to be Alan Belcher MMA, now American Top Team. That's right. BJJ Black Belt, Mike Sanford. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us where you got your black belt and your lineage and all of that. Sure thing, man. Uh, it's great to be here. I, uh, I started uh, jiu-jitsu up in New York under Master Mansoor, um, and uh, I ended up moving to Florida a couple years later and training with Daniel Marais. And I got my black belt from Daniel Marais, along with the rest of my belts besides blue. And uh, Daniel hooked me up with Alan. He was training Alan for a couple fights. Uh, Alan was supposed to be fighting Damian Maya, actually. They were going to have a main event. It was going to be Alan's first main event. And uh, that was going to be in Brazil. So Alan went down to Brazil to train with Daniel for the fight. They didn't have anyone to teach jiu-jitsu here. Alan ended up flying me out to do it. And then he hired me on full-time after that. I've been here ever since. So What belt were you then? Uh, I was a purple belt. So I got my brown belt right after that. And then black belt a couple years later. I moved, you moved down here way before me. So you moved mm -hmm. not straight from New York because you went down to Florida. But uh, so you'd been in the South for a little while. But I moved down here in 2016. I remember Tyler Hill uh, had been trying to, me and him for a long time, training partners. He kept telling me, it's like, man, you need to move down here. Uh, we got Jason Knight in the UFC. Alan used to be in the UFC and all this and kept trying to talk me into it. And I was like, man, I, at the time I had a really good job. I was a pulmonary tech manager of a pulmonary company. And I would literally just travel between hospitals and clinics and everything. Uh, not really even having to work, just make sure they're doing everything right. They'd put me up in a hotel. I'd go to Vicksburg and go to the casino at night after I got done with all my work, go, go back to the hotel and go to sleep, wake up the next morning, be there and then head out and just drive and, some days I didn't work at all as long as as long as everybody's doing everything right. So I was like, why would I quit this job when I'm making really good money and then go down here and not make anything? And he was like, Man, I know, but you'll be able to I think you can make it from around here and everything. It's like I of course he he wanted to make it too and he was like, We can make it from here and I was like, Nah, nah and then I fought a guy, Thomas Vasquez, um he was eight and two at the time, eight and three, I believe, eight and two, eight and three, somewhere around there. And he just got an out of Bellator. His only losses were in Bellator. And I remember going on Tapology and uh, looking at the odds. It was like minus nine hundred for him to win, and <laughs> I think it was like plus five fifty or something for me. And I was like, all right. Well, I went out there and I whooped the dude's ass. Super cool dude. We talked afterwards and never everything, but went out there, whooped his ass, and then. Tyler had driven up from the coast that weekend and came and cornered me. And uh, he's like, man, you look good. We st we need to get you to move down to the coast and everything. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and literally decided it the next day. We went Well, after that fight, I had all, had all these shirts made and I had a bunch of people come back over to the house. I, had, I was sponsored by one of the Budweiser companies down here. So they gave me a free keg and a bunch of stuff. We all went back home and partied and played beer pong and stuff. And then... Um, the next morning, he was, like, trying to talk me into it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I told my boss. And he was like, yeah, if you ever need a job, you can come back up here and you'll get your job. I was like, I can only do – I can only fight for so long as long as my body will let me do it. But I can I can uh, do this job for the rest of my life if I need to. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. If you need to go do that, I understand. And move down here. And then I think it was, like, a couple – like a month after, Jason's me and Jason were training a bunch, and he asked me to start cornering him when he had his fight against Jim Allers. He'd already had his first UFC fight against uh, Kawajiri. Kawajiri, yeah. And he looked good that fight in the beginning. I thought he was going to finish him with that triangle. Yeah, but um, started off well. <laughs> he uh, asked me to start cornering him, and. I guess it's kind of how I got my foot in the door, but I wasn't doing it so that I can get into the UFC off of that. I was trying to help him, and he looked good every fight that I helped him get ready for, and he just kept kept asking me to do it, and we kept going, and it eventually turned into that. But you were there every time in the corner, too. We'd go, psh, where? Where all did we go? That was Chicago was the first one, right? So Chicago <laughs> was the first one at the Bulls Bulls Stadium. Were you? Did you go to Australia? I Dan didn't, Hooker. <laughs> didn't get to go to Australia, so you, you got to go to Australia. You got to go yeah. to a lot of places I didn't get to go. You, well, you went to Denver. I didn't go to Denver. That was uh, I had to corner. I'd already promised Emily she was doing her first super fight. One of the kids, uh, she's she was like 11 or 12, and she got this super fight, and I think it was somewhere in Texas. 
and it was her first one. I promised her I'd be there to corner her. And then Jason booked the last minute fight against Alice Caceres. So I, it was the same day, so I couldn't go to that one. <laughs> no, yeah. So I think that's the only one that you weren't at that I was at. Um, but I know for a fact, I went to to Chicago was the first. Then he fought Dan Hooker, who turned out to be a motherfucking monster. And yeah. still is. And he made Dan Hooker look like shit. Tyler called that one. No. Tyler... Tyler called Dan Hooker becoming a monster, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he told us... He was like, man, I can't believe... He was telling us, like, I can't believe they're giving Jason that fight and all this. Like, that dude's a beast. And he's so much... Like, he's bigger than me. And he doesn't need to take that fight. And Alan told him, he's like, man, every UFC fight's a tough fight. And I remember that going in my mind. I still... And I still took that with me when I was in the UFC. But it's like, every fight's a tough fight in the UFC. You're not going to get any give me. So, mm-hmm. he took that fight. And, man, he made Dan... Dan Hooker looked at shit. And after that, Dan Hooker went on a run. Mm-hmm. Like, what, five or six fight win streak yeah. against good people? Really put on good. shows what he fought. Paul Felder and put on a show. Did he fight mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Poirier? Didn't they fight? He fought Poirier. He barely lost that fight. Yeah. Like, barely ba- lost. Barely lost yeah. to Felder? Or did he pull Fel- Felder, out? he barely won. <laughs> he, yeah, so yeah. both. I mean, but those are yeah. top two top five guys. Yeah, for very sure. close fights. So, and Jason made him look like he wasn't. Nothing. And it was just like, and it's just the style. Those guys are like really technical and do this and that. Jason's just in your face. And some people can't handle that. Yeah, different styles make the fight, man. They really do. 100%. And then um, after that, he fought who? Um, That's when he fought Caceres next. They gave him that Caceres fight last minute. Oh, yeah. And I was there and he got that rear naked choke finish, second round. And we drilled that all right after the hooker fight because he had hooker and a rear naked choke the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Hooker defended it all. So we drilled that rear naked choke like crazy right after that fight, and then he gets his last minute fight and nails it. <laughs> yeah, so he did that against Hooker and never got the finish, but he got that on Alex Caceres and then And he got a bonus for that, did he not? Yeah, he got a uh, performance of the night bonus on so that he, one. So he got a bonus for Jim Allers, then he got a bonus. We thought he should have got a boner for bonus a boner. Yeah. <laughs> he probably did while he had his back. <laughs> That's why he didn't want to finish it. <laughs> That's why he didn't want to finish it. He just wanted to make it last. You feel yeah. that in your back, don't you? He's probably whispering his ear. You feel that in your back, don't you? I'm take you home tonight. Three hooks. <laughs> uh, but we thought he should have got the bonus against Dan Hooker. And then he got one against Alex. And then who did he fight? Because then the competition started getting even steeper. And he still got another win. Um, Chaz Skelly. Chaz Skelly, yeah. Chaz was what? Top 10? Almost top 10? Or they, almost they top were, 15? Yeah, him and Jason were both kind of on the verge. Because they'd both beaten gatekeepers. Um, Skelly, only loss was like kind of questionable. He like pretty much knocked out uh, Mursad Bektik. Remember that? Like, oh, yeah. He, but it was an illegal knee. So they kind of had to restart it. It was weird. Weird fight, but um, Chaz was on everybody's radar. So that was a big fight at the time. And uh, that, that's what got Jason in the top 15. No, yeah. So Chaz, he went out there. This is Now, this is in Dallas. What car? The UFC to what? That was uh, in Dallas. was UFC 211. Dallas. And him and Chase both fought in Dallas. Same card. 1738. That's right. <laughs> that was that was the room number, by the way. So a little, little uh, joke on that is, I can't remember what the room number was. I couldn't remember then either. But it was something close to seventeen thirty-eight, and that was right when that song came out. And uh, it was like fifteen something. I think it ended with like a thirty-eight or something. And I just kept saying that the whole time. And we got back one night from the bar and. I was like, fuck, I can't remember my room number. <laughs> and I had to go downstairs and like, we can't let you in because, and Jason and them wouldn't answer the phone because they were yeah. all sleeping. It's probably like three o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't figure out my room number. So I was stuck downstairs for like an hour and a half until I finally got one of them to answer the phone. But uh, that's the whole 1738 story. Full disclosure, I kept telling him to stop saying 1738 because I knew he was going to forget the room number. He's, and then he would say, oh yeah, it's 1738. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> ends up sleeping in the lobby. <laughs> Anyways, well, we had Bill Cooper come down that week too. Yeah, he yeah. came and helped him get ready for that because Chaz is a wrestler. But um, so Bill was our, there all week, and he he was helping Jason, and then um, Chase pretty much doing his own thing. Of course, we hung out with him and everything. But Chase is kind of like a loner with that. 
but um one man wolf pack yeah <laughs> but we'd be in the room playing uh mario kart yeah. and everything on the switch and we'd literally do that until like one or two in the morning and then go to sleep wake up and train and cut weight and do all this and then uh he gets to fight chaz <clears throat> he gets to fight chaz and then finishes him he looked real good in the first round in this fight he fought the entire fight southpaw because his theory was that chad chaz has a harder time taking down southpaws and jason has better takedown defense as a southpaw so we trained the whole camp southpaw i was like i mean i'll hold for you and we'll get everything ready for this and he's like yeah man i'd like that instead of just doing orthodox and it ended up working out for him which is crazy um but he fought the whole fight southpaw was piecing them up from southpaw i don't think chaz took him down any uh he ended up finishing him with the arm bar and he broke his arm in the first round yeah he yeah there was some I, I, he got him down once but it was uh jason would hurt him and get right back up Oh, yeah, that's when he was using his rubber guard, and that's when he hurt his arm. Yeah, he went right to an arm bar on the fence and broke his arm. It was kind of subtle because it happened so fast. You know, it was uh, it went under the radar a little bit, but it was powerful, and it, you saw it affect him the whole fight. Oh, 100%. You could see him, like, he'd throw something, and then he'd pull his arm up. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy how much that that we didn't notice at the time. Or I didn't. I think you called it, though. I think you said he broke his arm. But, yeah. Um, I when I went back and watched the fight afterwards, and you see him like pulling his arm up and everything, and just it was hard for him to defend after that. And then uh, Jason ended up hitting him with a combo. We worked a bunch the two five two and knocking him down and getting the finish after that. He got a bonus, and that was actually when he gave me a call out on that. And he was like, "Man, my boy Brandon's the one that helped me get ready for this, and he's going to be the next one in the UFC." And then I think his next fight, I was fighting on the contenders, the contender series, so I didn't even get to corner him i went out there all week with y'all to california mm -hmm. and then uh had to leave on fight day saturday so i could be up there to do all the stuff because we had to weigh in monday and they would i asked them if i could stay and corner him and fly out right after they're cornering him they're like no we gotta have you here this time and everything well then i go out to i go out to vegas i fly out there that morning and tyler flies out a little later and me and him get wasted drunk this is on saturday saturday before the fight on tuesday like they didn't have our room ready and everything and we had uh we we're talking to the manager like man we need we need something to do like we got to wait out here for two hours and can't put our bags anywhere in like oh man we got you. we'll get you a what do you call that thing out by the pool uh cabana and all that and uh man started blowing money on blackjack and then because they give you like so a couple hundred dollars for the week oh yeah and i was just blowing all of that out there got wasted drunk me and him almost got into a fight in the hotel and then like the security came up there and we just act like we we're asleep man craziness and then i went out and won that fight um but no so with all that being said it was crazy how we went from having just Jason in the UFC to Chase coming in right after that, and I'd help Chase get ready. And then I got in there, and then uh, from then we had like a little downtime where Jason started losing, and I had a couple losses. And then Chase had some losses, and then we all got released. And then Chase made it back, and me and Jason want to make it back now, and I'm on a two fight win streak now. Jason saying that he wants to do it now. I know he just watched Tyler Goodjohn fight bare knuckle this past weekend and after that he was like pointing at me he's like i want i want to fight him like tell me he wants to get ready for him i was like i mean if you want to uh but i know he, his real goal is to get back to the ufc and he, he's the youngest out of all of us so and got the biggest hype and everything behind him so i don't doubt he can make that happen soon but um as far as a fight team what would you like to see change or happen around here well, you know, one of the big things, I, I just want to um, make sure that we have a, a, a st structured training schedule. I mean, it's one thing to do fight camps really strong, but like getting that same kind of atmosphere all year long, I think makes for a really strong team that's ready to go. Because there's a lot of last minute, in, I mean, like, you, you know, you guys don't know how to turn down last minute shit anyway, <laughs> so you got to be ready all the time. So <laughs> five, five of my seven fights in the UFC were short notice. 
So, I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of why it's, it's really valuable to be doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I'm working on, uh, getting a good schedule like that going, bringing up some of these younger guys, getting them stronger. So we have more strong sparring partners too. And, uh, you know, bringing in seminars, uh, you know, new ways of looking at things all the time. I try to do as much research in martial arts as I can all the time. I'm always researching. Yeah. No. So, I mean, you've already made a change with us going to American top team, which is huge for one. It, it attracts more people to come here and train too. We get, we have more affiliates now. So if we went to, if I wanted to go train down in American top team, it's a lot easier for me to do that rather than just being like, Hey, uh, can I come down there and train them? Like, well, who are you? What do you do in this? Yeah. And that? So they already know all of that. And you're having, you're bringing in who for the seminar coming up? Oh, we got Marco Stamata coming out. He's uh he's really awesome, man. I've been a big fan of his game for a long time, but he's, uh, he's probably, I think he's the highest, I think he's the head of jiu-jitsu in American top team now. If not, he's one of the highest ranking guys. And, uh, he's, he's awesome, man. He's got a phenomenal ground game. What, and, what's his type of style like? Oh, just super aggressive. Um, good takedown. So he's not going to be on his back at all. He likes to be on top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's good off his back too, but he's just, uh, he's really aggressive, excited, man. Pull up some of his videos. He's got like a highlight reel you can watch on YouTube. He's Let badass. See. Let me see if I can get this thing. Done. I think I, I was like, he, he was really, you know, he was really well known back when I was like a, I'm listening. A, a, an experienced white belt, you know, blue belt in jujitsu. A lot of people were talking about him and I used to watch his highlight reels. All oh, the he time. was already a black belt then? Uh, if not, he was close. How do you spell his name? Um, Marcos D-A-M-A-T-T-A. Oh, yeah. First thing that popped up. We shall see. All right, YouTube. Let's turn to pull. So he must have done MMA, too, because he's got some sure dog stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, yeah, he was a good fighter. 12 and 3. Yeah, yeah. really good record. Yeah, and he, he coaches a lot of the top guys from American Top Team, too. Huh. Why didn't he keep fighting? Um, I don't know. I have to ask him. Oh, now that I see him without the beard, I do recognize him. Yeah, he's at all the events. Yeah. Well, go uh, back to that uh, BJJ Heroes page. I think they got a highlight reel in there. Where is that at? Uh, it was on Google when you pulled him up. Is that BJJ Heroes at the top there? Or what's that? No, it's a sure dog. Yeah, there you go. It's still not a video. Yeah, right in there. All right, let's see what he's got. Yeah, this is probably old as hell, too. But... Want to buy some Craig Jones videos? <laughs> Down here, over here. Hey, those guys are killing it. <laughs> hey, they got a good video. They already put DMX in there. Ooh, that was sweet. Huh. Oh yeah, he's got some good guard passes. Yeah, I used to watch all his matches when I was like a blue belt, and was a big fan of his and a few other guys. So they had an aggressive style like this. Yeah. I used to love that style of grappling. Heck yeah, well, that's cool. Well, let's see. So he's coming down. Um, hopefully, we'll get Jason in here training. Need to get Chase back in here because he's about to be able to fight again soon. Yeah, I almost had a fight tomorrow. But uh, would have been cool. <laughs> would have been super cool. But I got a call today, and uh, well, I got a text this morning from one of the promoters around here, and he's like, "What's your weight right now?" I was like, "One sixty-six," and he was like, "Um, I got this guy whose opponent backed out." I said, "What weight and uh, what's the pay?" And of course, he didn't answer the pay, and he was like, "One forty-five." His name's Jules Scott or something around there, Jules something, and uh. I was like, all right, well, see if we can set it up at 55 because weigh-ins would have been today, and I'm not cutting 20 pounds today. Tall order from one day's, not even one day's notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple hours. Let me go, yeah, yeah, Christian, let me go hop in the sauna right now. Uh, <laughs> so he was like, well, let me ask them, and then they responded, I guess, to him, no, nah, we're not fighting at 55. We're like, tell these fools I'm a 135-er. And he said, all right, I'll talk to them, and then didn't hear anything i said i guess that's a no he called me he's like well if you want to uh if you want to we can set up a uh kickboxing match and 
y'all could just do three three minute rounds and kind of put on a show. We'll call it a glorified sparring match. I said, "What am I getting paid?" He said, six hundred dollars." I said, "Fuck no, Snake, you can suck my balls." <laughs> and he said, "Come on, man." I was like, "Bro, I ain't fighting for six hundred dollars. You can pay me to come watch that fight for six hundred dollars." Uh, but um, so. I guess he was like, all right, well, I'll see what we can do. And I didn't hear anything back. So I didn't get to fight today, long story short. But I wanted to. I would have loved that. Another yeah. being on a three-fight win streak. <laughs> yeah, man, it would have been It would have been good. It would have been a good year end. You know, you get three in there like Kevin Holland. Yeah. Kevin Holland got five. Five. In 2020. That's, on, that's Are crazy. they all wins this year? Yeah, all wins. Five and oh in 2020. Was he, I could have sworn he lost one of them. Maybe I'm, I think it was last year. Maybe so. What's his last loss? Pull him up. Pull him up, Jamie. Jamie, Joe Rogan. All right, let's see. Tapology. I'm already on Tapology. He looked amazing last weekend. No, he's. I, I mean, I, I honestly didn't expect him to beat Jacare. Dude, I, I didn't either. I, I knew he was good. I did not think he was that good. You are right. He is 5 0 this year. Who was his last loss? Anthony Krantz. Oh, no, that's a grappling belt. Let's see. Brendan Allen. Oh, Brendan beat him. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that fight. No, I remember that. Was, that was, uh, yeah, Brent, Brendan Allen's stocks coming up this year. <laughs> no, I already know that. Me and Brendan, I mean, yeah. we hung out a couple yeah. months ago. Uh, but I don't remember that fight for some reason. The way the way Kevin Holland fought last weekend, that might, that might be his last loss for a while. <laughs> Well, so I thought when he was going to fight Jacare, I was like, ah, I don't see that going good for him. And then before that, he had gotten lined up to fight, who was it, Hermison? Or uh, what's his name? Uh, who was the main event fought Marvin Vittori the week before? That was Hermanson. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw that get lined up, I was like, man, what are they doing? That dude's going to get killed. But then Marvin, and I, when, they, when Kevin Holland couldn't fight and Marvin Vittori got put in there, I was like, I actually think Marvin Tory can win this fight. That dude's a dog. The only person he's really lost to is Israel. Israel, yeah. And uh, even then, that was a good fight. Yeah. Um, well, especially in hindsight, you know, when Israel's kind of ran through everybody, you know? Yeah. Then nobody <laughs> yeah. even talked about him. It's, cra- yeah. it's crazy how He was much a kickboxer. Changed. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> how much stuff changes. Yeah. But uh, so, how long ago was that? Like, for real? Like, he went from being like a kickboxer to now people are talking about him being the pound for pound best. Let me look that up. Huh. No, nah, that dude that dude's a monster though. And oh, it was cool how if you ever like look into how and hear him talk about it, how he went through getting this process because he got offered to go to the UFC like two years before he did. And he was like, he doesn't think he's ready. He doesn't want to come in here and lose it, which ended Smart. up being good for him because most people are like, I want to get to the UFC as fast as I can and then How much are you gonna pay me? <laughs> yeah, and then you end up losing and you get cut or whatever like I did or but when you're smart and like he was, he saw the long the the longer picture and got in there, and well went out before he got in. Worked on his wrestling, worked on his jujitsu, and worked on his MMA totally instead of just doing kickboxing. And then came back later and was like, "All right, I'm ready." And dude has looked unbeatable. Yeah, no, I think we uh, I think we met him when we went to Australia. And oh, was, did you? Yeah, because he wasn't in the UFC yet, but like I knew who he was because he was a fucking amazing kickboxer, you know. But, that's uh, that's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think that when Jason was fighting in the UFC, that Israel wasn't even in there. Now he's the champ. It's now he's crazy that it yeah. changed that fast. It changes incredibly fast. I mean, look not, at, not even that. Yeah. Fuck his teammate Volkanovski. Same thing. Champ. Yeah. Same thing. He got in there. Hooker, way after. Hooker wasn't far from being champ. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. They could have been all three of them. Oh yeah, they got a they got a awesome team down there. All right, so. Oh, he he lost a he lost a kickboxing match to Alex Pereira. Yeah, that's a different Alex Pereira. Oh, that's the uh, yeah he lost two kickboxing matches to Alex Pereira. One of them was close. One he got knocked out. But the it, one he Israel got did? yeah the one the one he, one of them he was like beating his ass. And then he got knocked out. One of them he lost like a close fight. I think. Oh yeah, he did say KO. Huh. That's the one where John Jones put up the picture of him. 
because uh, Israel, uh, they had a Twitter exchange. So Israel put up a picture of John Jones, the mugshot, and he says, "Hey, try to find a picture of this like this of me online." So John Jones put up a picture of uh, Israel Adesanya knocked out on the canvas and says, "Try to find a picture of me like this online." <laughs> hey, it's pretty good. John Jones won that exchange <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Unanimous hey. decision. Oh no, that's a knockout. <laughs> that's a knockout. <laughs> I would I'd much rather have a mugshot. Take me to jail. Give me yeah. don't get me pictures of me knocked out. Uh all right, Marvin Vittori. And at the time Marvin Vittori was twelve and two. That was back in two thousand eighteen. April two thousand eighteen. Not long ago. No, not long at all. Man, how many fights has he had in the UFC? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven fights in the UFC already. The dude's been putting in work. He that's one thing I like is that he's not scared to defend that belt. <laughs> no, well, I mean? he I, I think what one of the great advantages he really has is I think he really believes that he can beat everyone in the division, you know? And I think he proved that whenever he took that Yoel Romero fight he didn't have to take. I thought if there's anyone he's gonna avoid is Yoel, you know? Yeah. No and, and he went after it even though Yoel was off a loss. I did too. He could have easily ducked that fight. Easily. And then for some reason, I kind of had like a sneaky suspicion like Paula Costa was going to give him some, at least it was going to be a hard night's work for him. A lot of people thought that, yeah. But just, and the reason why I thought that is because of how Israel fought Yoel and how Paulo fought Yoel. Paulo was not worried a bit about Yoel's power and he'd walk in there and, I mean, now he didn't just piece him up, but neither did Israel. So I was like, all right, Israel's going to have some problems with him because. Just because off of that one fight where they both had that similar opponent, mm. but that was not the case. Yeah, I I, uh, I could see a lot of people. I, I think a lot of people came up with that same assessment. You know, I think the big difference was that when uh, Israel fought Yoel, I think Israel was extra respectful about Yoel's ability to take it to the ground. You know, with his Olympic wrestling credential, only guy that beat Charles, uh, what Kale Sanderson beat yeah. him twice. You know, yep. So like, you know, he's got. I think uh, Israel fights different against wrestlers. He didn't against, like, so even with Kelvin Holland, or with, uh, not Kelvin Holland, I'm talking about Kevin Holland, but with Kelvin Gastelum, yeah. you know, in that fight, he got rocked a couple of times, you know, but I think the, the whole being worried about the takedowns, like, changed his game a little bit, you know? Which I think has been his, by far, the toughest fight he's had, mm. which is crazy because... Amazing fight. Kelvin's lost a couple of fights since then. Kelvin Gastelum, I mean, he looked... Amazing in that fight, other than when the last round, whenever he started kind of get, almost getting knocked down and get pieced up. But other than that, he looked really good. And then since then, he's gone on to not look so good. I wonder yeah. what, like, he lost. In that fight, that fight stole some bonus money from you, I think. <laughs> from me. Which fight? Wasn't, weren't you on that same card with Kelvin and, uh, he Israel 236. No. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, I think I think it was that one and then uh, Poirier. They well, yeah. Both those fights. If it wasn't for them, you were, not, was, you were the third best fight. That was when I fought Randy Costa. <laughs> yeah. So we were the first fight of the night. Yeah. And Dana even came up to me in backstage when I was taking pictures after the fight. And he was like, man, that was an awesome fight, man. I appreciate y'all putting on the show and everything. And I was like, yeah, man. And then, and then you were like, oh, man, that's bonus money right there. And he comes up and talks to you. Real every time, and then it was like one. that all the way up until the. And I didn't watch any of these fights. We were just out drinking, so we never get to the fights. Like usually, I fight a little later in the middle. We got to the fight, and it's still light outside. I'm the first fight, so when I get done, it's, when I get done fighting, it's still light outside. We're right across the street from the hotel, so we walk back to the hotel, and we're out drinking and stuff with our buddies and my family and stuff. And I was watching the fights on my phone. He was watching the fights. <laughs> I didn't pay a single attention. And he was like, the whole time I was like, man, you still got it so far. And then all the way up until the co-main event, which was Dustin Poirier and uh, Max Holloway. And he was like, oh, I don't think you have any more. And, <laughs> and then the main event was even better than that was Kelvin and uh, Israel. But no, since then, I mean, he still fought killer. So when people are talking about, man, he need. He might get cut if he loses this next one, which if he does lose against Ian Heinish, which Heinish is good, but he's not top 10, top five good. Um, but it's crazy how they cut somebody after they have two or three losses to top five guys, like Yoel. Yoel's only losses were champs. So it's crazy that they cut him, which I understand they don't want to pay him all that money. He's kind of a gatekeeper, so they're just keeping other people from getting into title fights and 
changing up the division a little bit and changing up the matches. But he hasn't lost to anybody that wasn't good. It wasn't like he fell off completely, and he was still fighting good fights. Well, the thing is with Yoel, he, like you, he's one of those guys you can almost make an argument that he's like never lost. You know, oh, 100%. <laughs> every every one of his fights is so goddamn close, hundred <laughs> percent. But the problem with Yoel, and I think this is the big problem, is the time that he he fucking won the title. He beat Luke Rockhold by knockout in a title fight, but he didn't make weight. He just like oh yeah, he screwed up the whole division. You know, bro, that <laughs> is right. Yeah. So I think that's uh, got to leave a bad taste in the UFC's mouth. And he missed weight for a title fight twice. One yep. of them he won. Yep. You know, yep. it just, like, why? You know, how could you do that, man? Yep. And you all, like, I, I, that gave me this impression that he was huge. I never met him before then. When I met him in person, I'm like, how the hell did this guy miss weight? You know, he's not that big. See, for I, a I don't know if I, I think I had, actually, I, had, I lied. I have met him in person. Uh, I can't remember a couple times. Like, I didn't go up and talk to him or anything, but he, he's shorter than me. Yeah, yeah, he's not that big at all, you know. And yeah, yeah. you're making you're making one thirty-five. <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot more muscle than me. But oh yeah, he's he's, he's jacked. He's yoked up. That's that Cuban, uh, that Cuban meat. Yeah, but uh, Cuban genetics. <laughs> but but like Paulo Costa is legitimately huge, bro. We well, we massive when we were cutting weight yeah. in California. I was cutting down to one thirty-five. I was fighting Kyung Ho Kong, and he was in their sauna. <laughs> The same night, I was like, "How the fuck does this dude make 185?" There's no way. He just yeah. looks like he, even when he was in there cutting weight, shredded. I was like, "That dude's got to be 220 right now." Yeah, and he. Well, the other thing about Paul Costa is you notice how he wasn't like dehydrated. He looked healthy. He felt like he looks like he's just super disciplined. I was in the sauna, fucking acting like a little bitch. Not really. You weren't too bad either. Acting like a little bitch, and <laughs> Paul is just over there sitting down. Well, I'm saying acting like a little bitch. I got I'm over here like yeah, rubbing the, ice, ice on my head, <laughs> ice on my, over here by my yeah. mouth, and I spit it out. Yeah. He's over here just sitting down, cool, calm, and collected. I'm like, this dude right here. Yeah. There's no way he's about to make weight. That dude's 220. He's got he's got 35 pounds to cut. Yeah, but he did he did most of his uh, weight cut in the hot tub. He like hangs out in the hot tub all day, like literally just like all day like a playboy, you know. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of different. See, I just don't want to do it all day, but I guess if you're not feeling it, then. Yeah, you, pick, you choose your poison. But whatever, they whatever both, he did worked. Suck. He he looked like really good on weight cut night. Yeah, like, no, agreed, agreed. And that fight, I actually woke up on weight, so it, was, it ended up being good for me too. And I didn't yeah. feel bad or anything like that. I mean, my, like I said, my cuts to one thirty five have all been pretty easy, just because I know I couldn't cut any corners. And at one forty five, I can go drink some beers and eat some bad food and maybe skip some days running and conditioning and stuff. But thirty five, I don't do all that, so. I make weight super easy, and I'm in really, really good shape. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely, man. I think uh, you and Costa probably cut more weight than anybody there, and you guys both looked like you made it better than most of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was the time because we fought in California where they yeah. said that I wasn't allowed to fight again because I was a pound and a half over the limit that, you know, you can only gain back, what, 10%? Yeah, you were a little bit over. I was like a pound and a half over that 10%. They're like, well, you got to you got to do all this. No, yeah, whatever. We just won't fight in California again. <laughs> but, uh, which hasn't happened. So that happened to Costa too, right? It was like five guys in that card. Yeah. Yeah. Kong Ho Kong got it too. Yeah, he, went, yeah. he ended up weighing in more than me. Yeah. I think he was less reserved with his, uh, water intake the next day. <laughs> well, it probably all went to that leg that I really kicked a bunch and then got a loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, his leg got torn up. <laughs> but, uh, fights coming up this week. Who do you got? We're going to pull up this card. Because this is a good card. My, For one, the fight that I want to see the most is the Jose Aldo versus Marlon Vera. Yes. That is going to be a banger. Yeah, that's a great fight. Um, I like I like the main event too, man. Um, actually, all, like there's a lot of good fights in that card. Yeah, I, uh, Chaos William versus Michael Pereira. That's going to be fun. Like I don't know who's going to win that. You know, who knows what they're going to do. I, I just want to see it. <laughs> Rob Font versus Marlon Moraes. That's, I mean, I can't pick some of these. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm surprised that they got Greg Hardy, and you can't see it on here for some reason. I wish it would show the, uh, what the odds were. But Greg Hardy versus uh, Marcin Tabira. And Mar they got Marcin as, a, as the underdog. It's not on here. Hmm. I just remember seeing it on TV. Like, why? Marcin's going to... I mean, Hardy has shown a lot of improvement fight to fight, but yeah, Marson's good. But not yeah. that much improvement. Marson yeah. knocking fools out. Yeah, Marson's uh, legitimate. Oh, man. I forgot Anthony Pettis is on here against Al Yeah, he's on the undercard. He's on the preliminaries. Oh, yeah. That's a preliminary fight. Can you believe that? That's awesome. So, yep, yep. 
this is Jari Eubanks. I mean, I've never been big on her. She's won her last couple and looked good in what, one of them. What weight is she fighting at now? Bantam weight, my weight. All right. But she's fighting somebody 13 and 5. I don't know who it is. Yeah, she she was like killing herself trying to get down to the, what was it, flyweight? Yeah. she never. I don't think she ever made it. Well, she had to win the fight two fights ago to stay in the UFC, and she did, and then mm-hmm. she won the next one too. Not, I was surprised, though. I mean, she's uh, she's really, her. really good on the ground. No, good to her, yeah. Uh, Deron Wynn, he's a good wrestler. I think he lost his last fight. Was He trains out there with DC and all them at uh, American mm-hmm. Top Team. I don't know who he's fighting. Antonio Arroyo. Arroyo actually, I've heard that name. I don't know who he's I know Matt this. Arroyo. Let's see. That might be who I'm thinking about. Oh, man. He's had like four fights canceled. Trevin Giles. I guess it's all coronavirus stuff because it's all 2020. Hmm. Eric Anders. That's crazy. He was supposed to fight Kevin Holland <laughs> back in 2019. He's had, so since 20, holy fuck, since 2018, he's had one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven fights canceled between the Contender Series and the UFC. I mean, you should look that up if it was his opponents or if it was him. <laughs> Why would they? That's a lot of fights that could cancel. Out of all of those seven, he's only so those seven. There's two in between there, so nine fights total. Seven that he couldn't fight, he's fought twice. He's one in one in those. That's crazy. So I don't know. Duran win if he can take it to the ground. I'm guessing he's he's gonna get it. Um. I know Jimmy Flick is a used to be a 125er, went up to 135. He's from down south, I believe. Uh, he's fought a few people that I know. And then Cody Durden's from uh, Atlanta. He's fighting at his first UFC fight. That's going to be a good fight. I'm going to pick Jimmy Flick in that one. Uh, I don't know the other people on the card. But from... Carl Robertson's on there. He, he oh was yeah, a Carl, Carl Robertson's a beast. Contender series. Yeah, right. he's from. Uh, he trains out there with Stephen Peterson. Then, mm-hmm. so he's. I remember team- his fight with Ryan Spann on Contender Series. It's the only one I can think of in my head. It was it was impressive. Yeah, he's he's teammates with Jeff Neal. Oh yeah, Jeff's a beast. Yeah, so they're gonna. I mean, Carl's. I want to say he's lost one or two in the UFC. Two in the UFC, maybe. Let me see. No, he lost to Marvin Vittori. That's right. He uh, he had missed weight the day before, and they were supposed to fight that day. And that fight day, he got sick. And then I guess a couple hours later, he was walking around all fine. So Marvin got mad, and then he missed weight. They they pushed the fight back like a week or two, and he missed weight again. <laughs> and then Marvin Vittori finished him in the first round. I remember that specifically. Yeah, it was a submission, right? Yep, rear yeah. naked choke. But uh, so yeah, Mar- Marvin's good, and Marvin's got that win against uh, Manson now. Which is huge for him. That was a great fight. But um, the whole card from anywhere from Anthony Pettis up, straight fire killers in there. Who's uh Julian Robinson's opponent? Ta- Tiala Santos. I don't. I, don't I didn't recognize her name, but she's got a great record. Sixteen to one. She's probably got some. They got her sixteen to one from Brazil, so they got to have her against a jujitsu. Is girl. this her first fight in the UFC? This is not her first fight. This is her third fight in the UFC. She's had a bunch of cancel fight too. Oh, she fought Molly McMahon. I think I saw that one. Meatball Molly. Molly. Meatball Molly. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so she's one and one in the UFC, and she's fighting Jillian Roberts. Jillian fought. Who was it? Monica. Jillian fought. Yeah, and Mickey. And Jillian's really good. She's uh, she's been really impressive in her UFC run so far. She fought. Oh shit! She yeah, fought she's Cynthia Gaval a long time ago. Whoa, I didn't know that. Cynthia's a beast. yeah. That was her de- debut, I think, right? No, that was Cynthia's second fight. Uh, so, about, all right. She fought Hannah Goldie, who's from from Florida. Florida. That was her. That was her pro debut. I saw that fight on Island Fights. Yeah, because they were that. looking at Monica to fight fight one of them. So then she fought Monica. Then she fought Mon- Monica was two and zero at the time. Yeah. Yep. So she fought Monica. Then she fought Mickey. Beat both of our girls. And then she went to fight in the UFC. No. All right. No. 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 Then she went to fight Cynthia Cavall somewhere. I'm guessing now in California. And then Hannah Cyphers, who's in the UFC now too, mm-hmm. and doing good. Yeah, she did. 
She lost to Gaval, then she beat Hannah Cyphers, and then she was on the Ultimate Fighter. I didn't even know she was on the Ultimate. Shows you how much I watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch much. Uh, so she was on the Ultimate Fighter, and then she beat Molly. That was the same. Uh, she was in Liverpool. She fought Molly over there. Oh, yeah. yeah we, were on the, we were on the flight together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that specifically. <laughs> uh, she fought Macy Barber, lost to her. Yeah, she. I remember when she first got into the UFC, and she didn't have a great record. I was like, man, what? But she's been beating people and making making herself look yeah. really good lately. Yeah, your ground game's sharp. But aside from all that, the whole fight card, I'm – most excited for the Marlon Marias Rob Font fight and the Jose Aldo Marlon Vera fight. Those two are my fight of the nights. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Marias and I'm going to go with Aldo. Marias by how though? Because Rob Font's boxing is pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, he, he's it's definitely. Uh, I I think decision. I'm but does decision. he have the takedown? Rounds. Does he have the takedown defense? And Marias has good kicks too. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to give Marias a decision. Marias by decision, and then Aldo by what? Man, here's the thing about Aldo. He has looked so sharp in his last couple fights at 135, but he's fought so poor, like, like bad strategy. You know, I don't, I'm not adjusting it. So that's the part that concerns me. The thing is, Marlon Vera almost never fights with the strategy, so. I think that's going to favor Aldo a little bit. Because Marlon, he pretty much gives away the first round I was to almost say, anybody. Super slow starter. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll, give the first, he'll give the first two rounds away in a three-round fight and then just go balls to the wall round three. I think that's going, to, that's going yeah. to favor Aldo a lot, though. That is a three-round fight, which is good for yeah. Aldo for sure. Really good for Aldo, yeah. Because Aldo doesn't have... Yeah, he's, he, even when he was a, the champion in five-round fights, he still didn't like to do five rounds. Well, they, he, they said... <laughs> Oh, I've read an article or something that he post that he said that when he was making forty five, he wouldn't even like cut weight correctly. He'd eat whatever he wanted to and just like cut it all at the end. So that was what was killing him. Now he's like cutting weight correctly. Now he's doing it the right way. Yeah, <laughs> I guess once they saw me get to thirty five, like yeah. he can make it. We can make it probably because <laughs> nobody was trying to do that before. Yeah. But that dude, that dude's a beast. So I'm gonna go with on the Marlon Marias Rob Font fight. I'm going to go with draw. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ballsy call. <laughs> hey, I really, with that being said, I really wish that I would have bet on the Mike Tyson fight because I knew it was going to be a draw. Yeah. There was no real, they weren't really judging that. Why would any? Why would I not have bet on that? But back to this. What uh, were the odds on a draw like? Probably pretty good. Minus, <laughs> minus 5,000. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be a draw. <laughs> I put $500 on there. Because we knew it was going to be a draw anyways. Yeah. Uh, unless Mike Tyson just got mad and knocked somebody out. Uh, I, well, I think he was trying to with a body shot. <laughs> oh, he was landing. He was landing. I definitely thought he won the fight. And then yeah, Roy just didn't do enough to me. And Mike looked fast. Mike looked real fast. Mike looked good. I think a lot of, you know, and it was a lot of, the, the commentary was kind of bad too. It was just like, it was depressing, you know? Yes. It's like, oh, these guys are shadows of their formers. It's like, dude, shut the hell up. Mike Tyson looked great. Mike Tyson was still going there. And yeah. I'm not saying he would beat. I think that you put, you put now, like a young journeyman in there with Mike right now, he probably knocks him out. Uh, you put somebody in there that's, you know how they do in boxing. They kind of yeah. build you up, build your record up. You put somebody in there that's 10 and 0 or 15 and 0. Boxing wise, in there with Mike, I think he knocks him out. Now you put Deontay Wilder. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Uh, All right, Marlon Marias. I'm gonna have to go with him. Unfortunately, I don't know. I like Rob, but I'm gonna go Marlon by uh, submission. Hmm. Going Marlon by submission. I think he takes him down and then submits him. Which I know Rob's kind of hard to take down, but Marlon's got good takedowns, and he'll he'll just get him down off. He'll land a kick or something. You got a really good top game. Yeah. Uh, Aldo uh, Vera. That's a tough one too. I think Aldo's gonna win if he uses the leg kicks. That's what kills me. He, he ain't, gonna, he ain't gonna use leg kicks. Don't even he think about it. He just likes to box <laughs> these days, and yeah. man, when he used leg kicks, he was champ. 
He doesn't. When he stopped using leg kicks. He was not champion. Either. He had that part of his brain removed. What? <laughs> I swear to God, he had. What do you call those things when you? you the lobotomy. The, yeah, he had a lobotomy, <laughs> and they took out leg kicks out of his brain. Like they don't. He doesn't even know what they are. It's it is ridiculous. McGregor gave him an Irish lobotomy with that left hand. <laughs> well, he didn't. He wasn't. No, he didn't throw that fight. He wasn't. Yeah, he didn't throw. Because I remember telling people all seven seconds. I was waiting for it. All I, re- <laughs> I remember telling people like, I want to see Connor have to defend these kicks if Aldo throws them. And then yeah, I guess he kind of did lobotomize them though. But um, no, I, I think know. it was uh, somebody was saying after his uh, fight with Hominick, he he slowed down on those a lot. Well, I heard that it was after he had that motorcycle accident. That, that might be it. Yeah. He had problems because even when I saw him hitting pads, he wasn't really throwing kicks. So I don't know if there's like something wrong with his leg or he has got to be. Or he watched Anderson Silva and he just like fuck that. Oh, that might be it, man. You <laughs> <laughs> might have been ringside, got PTSD from that. <laughs> fuck that, Anderson. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick to this boxing. Uh, but man, his boxing looked so sharp against Marlon Moraes, like his jab. But he just let Marlon win. He let him win. Like he was clearly the dominant fighter in that fight. But he let Marlon land more. Bro, his boxing. I couldn't believe it. His 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 boxing's always been good. But his boxing with his kicks is unbeatable. Oh yes, yeah. oh, unbeatable. Incredible. Like yeah. he looked good boxing against Jeremy Stevens. Knocked him knocked him down with the body or finished him with that body shot mm-hmm. liver liver punch. Uh, when he adds the kicks, though, nobody can stop him. That's why he beat Uriah Faber, why he beat everybody. Yes. Korean zombie. I mean, back then, he was just murdering, murdering fools on the legs. And who wasn't even calf kick? Imagine if those were calf kicks. Dude, he needs to add that to his no, name. <laughs> he, he, he did his last fight. He threw two calf kicks. I was like, did he? I can only imagine what that feels like because I remember what his thigh kicks looked like. Yeah, Uriah's pictures the next day after that fight. Remember that? Bro, I saw the video. Two broken hands. Like, yeah, two <laughs> broken. No, no, no. He broke his hands against uh, Oh, that was Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike yeah. Brown. But, so, all right. I'm going with Aldo because Bear is a slow starter. And if Aldo gets that first round, all he has to do is win one more. And I think he can pull that off. Uh, I don't think Bear can finish him jujitsu-wise or with the submission. Um, I think Aldo's got – the better jujitsu, but Vera's not bad there either. He, no, he's, al- he's always going for something. He'll try to go for a standing guillotine on you, anything, mm. just to put you in a, a compromised position. So I'm going to go with Aldo still. And then main event, I'm going the hands of steel, Jeff Neal. Oh, yeah, huh? Hundred. I don't think he goes out the first round. Nice. That's a hard one for me to pick. You know, it, I, I – Wonder Boy is really good about using his range. And yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Elusive, blackluster win for Wonder Boy is what I'm, I'm imagining here. Nah, nah. I think he gets touched. If Anthony Pettis can do it, hands are still definitely going to do it. Yeah, Anthony Pettis kind of launched off the cage. I agree. Though. I agree. It was, it <laughs> he was, like, it was a Hail Mary. Yeah. But and that's, that's what Anthony Pettis does, though. So that's not a fluke. That's Anthony Pettis. What? Yeah. I never call it a fluke. No, I, hate, well, yeah, I hate when yeah, people say, true. oh, man, that was lucky. Well, he threw it to knock the dude out. Yeah, no, true. It was not luck. But, but so if that was something Anthony never did before, I, you know, you can see the point yeah. behind that. No, that's 100%. Stuff, that's, that's the kind of stuff that made Anthony Pettis famous, you know? Uh, yeah, the kick off the cage, which yeah, is like 10 years old now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's still amazing. I still, every time I, I see I it, watched it, every time every, I see it, I got to watch it three times. They, so they <laughs> just posted it like yesterday or the day before because it was like the 10-year anniversary of it. And I... I remember watching that at my apartment in the room, but I rewatched it like eight times on my phone and from eight times, every different angle. Like, so I watched it like 36 more times. Like, man, this is fucking crazy. How do, <laughs> how do you even train to do that? Cause back yeah. then nobody was thinking about anything like that. Well, they were cause Alan did it. Remember Alan did it against Akiyama. He did the, uh, Superman he did punch. the punch yeah, so. off the cage, but they were practicing that stuff up at Dukes. Oh, cause Alan was up there. Right. With they yeah, were training right. together. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But it, you know, it's so much harder to kick when off the same leg oh, you yeah. just jumped off of. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I have the kids do it all the time now in class. Oh you, yeah. yeah. I know. I see y'all yeah. doing the warm ups. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, Switching over to Anthony Pettis, who wins that fight? Alex Morano is just like a – he's tough to finish. I'm almost never going to not pick Anthony Pettis. I love that guy. You know, it's <laughs> – Because well, there's always a way he can win, you know? <laughs> sometimes it's not about who you love, though. Yeah, but I agree. I, yeah. I pick, I'm picking Anthony Pettis, too. I just think he's – Oh, you have to be a legit badass for me to pick you over Anthony Pettis. I think that he is uh, 
he's just technically better. But Alex Morano is – I don't think – I don't see him getting the finish, though. I see it going all three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcin Tabira versus uh, Greg Hardy. I, I got to go with Marcin. Got to. Yeah. I think he gets – I don't know if he gets the knockout. I think he gets TKO. I think so too. Now here's the other thing too. I'm I'm not ruling Hardy out because he is an I'm incredible, incredible athlete, and every time he's fought, he's looked like twice as good as the last time. So, <laughs> so when guys learn that fast, it's really hard to predict against him. I wouldn't bet against him, like until I see more of him. But, I'm probably gonna bet against him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I it's I mean it's it'd be silly to not pick Marson. I think I'm not trying to I'm not hating on him because that dude he has definitely gotten better. Oh yeah, I remember his last time. I definitely thought that fight was not going to go like that. But Marcin Tabir is just too big of a step up for him, I believe. No, yeah, huge step up. Um, I don't really know the girl Jillian Roberts fighting, but... I think I saw her fight with uh, Molly. Meatball Molly. And, and yeah. they both... They had that similar opponent. They both beat Meatball Molly. Yeah, but Jillian killed her. And I think their fight was a little bit closer. You know, so if I remember right... I, I saw it. I can't remember clearly in my head right now, though. But I, I know I've seen all of Meatball Molly's fights. All right, so who are you picking? I, I'm going to go Julian. I'm going to go Julian, too. And we're going to keep up with these stats so that yeah. people get to know who's right. better. I wish, <laughs> maybe we should start this next year, but we'll just go ahead and add this into next year. Well, I gotta, I'm going to start researching these before we do it. I'm I in, know. I'm in, uh, what, Matt, Matt Weibel's got like a little submission. Oh, you in that thing? league, yeah. I, I'm I in was there. in that one year. And I haven't, I haven't researched one card. Every time I just do this, I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I remember this fight. Like I just put up, like, How are you last minute. That? Huh? Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Because I'm picking them all last minute. The no. ones I know about, so like I got Oliveira. Like I almost got the bonus points in Oliveira. Uh, Tony don't know how to tap. I, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that looked nasty. I, I, picked, I picked Oliveira by submission. Let's, and, let's uh, talk almost about how happened. good he looked real quick before we get yeah. back to finishing this card. I mean, that dude's a beast. Under, black course of the, of the 155 weight class for sure. I think he's doing there better there than he was at 45. He's cutting too much weight. And I don't know. I mean, he's gotten to where he – I don't know. Back in the day when he was fighting, uh, I can't remember who he fought. Let me look him up. But I don't know. I could kind of see him quit. This is before I was ever in the UFC. He'd get hit. Got to be the well. I mean, the Jim Miller ones that stands out to me the most. I think it was his first UFC loss when he fought Jim Miller. And I think that was hugely impactful on uh, Oliveira. So I feel like he used to quit, and he doesn't really. Doesn't really quit so much. He's a the Bronx, the Bronx. Yeah, like I hear in every other thing, he's grown into himself. Damn, yeah. look at that fucking win streak, bro. But you got so all the people that I'm talking about, who he's kind of, I feel like he was kind of giving up in some of those fights. He just, like but they were there. all against killers. Yeah, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis, Ricardo yeah. Lamas. They were yeah. all top. And like I said, some of these were at 45, Ricardo Lamas. And then well, the he didn't even make weight in the Lamas fight. He was over by 10 pounds. And Lamas oh, like, screw yeah. it, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lamas is a dog, dude. He won't back down from anybody. Is he still in the UFC right now? He retired, man. He retired after he won his last fight and retired. He was supposed yeah. to fight Ryan Hall. So, uh, and then, yeah. then Ryan Hall backed out. And Lamas like, Why well, find me a fight. Why did Ryan They didn't, I, I think it was probably something with coronavirus. It was this year. Uh, so then Lamas went out there, won his last fight, retired. Well, look look at this. Since he's been in the UFC, which has been a long time. Uh, holy fuck. He's fought everybody. He's been in the UFC since 2010. First fight, Darren Elkins. Darren Elkins. <laughs> That's a dog fight right there. 41 second win. 41 arm bar, 41 seconds. I thought it was a triangle. And, yeah. Maybe it was. Arm bar. Damn. All right. I thought it was a triangle. Then Efrain is. Scudero, Escudero, yeah. yeah, that's right. Back uh, then, who was another badass? Yeah, <laughs> and then so he's two and zero. Then then he fights Jim Miller. I'm pretty sure Jim Miller was in the top ten back then. And Jim Miller knee barred him, which is Jim Miller's an awesome black belt. But he was like, so the way Jim Miller got this knee bar, by the way, Oliveira was tying him up in a knot. And he went for this leg lock, but he left his leg hanging out there loose. So Miller just jumped on it and grabbed this knee bar. I remember that. I and remember man, that. it was uh, Oliveira left that opening, but Oliveira was clearly had Jim uncomfortable on the ground. Like Oliveira's ground game is incredible, even way back then. Yeah. Then he fought Nick Lentz, who was really good back then. What happened to that fight? Uh, no contest, knee, illegal knee. Who I remember that? that too. Who threw the knee? Yeah, I, I, it was Charles. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Then he fought Cowboy, lost this, by strikes in the yeah. first round. 
That's one of the ones I that's kind of one. Thought. That's probably what you're thinking of, yeah. The one where he kind of gave up. Uh, Eric Wisely, who I don't remember. Calf Slicer, one of my favorite submissions. <laughs> Not a fan. Jonathan Brookins, Darce. I mean, all of his punches then. I mean, all of his, all of his finishes then submissions. Cub Swan. Look, he hasn't fought anybody that's yeah. a bum. Cub Swanson lost by punches first round. I thought he gave up during that too. Another savage. <laughs> no, agreed. Frankie Edgar. Took him all the way to decision and lost the unanimous decision. Then he fought Andy Ogle, Hatsu Huoiki, and then Jeremy Stevens beat Jeremy Stevens. Um, that was on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Then he fought Nick Lentz again, finished him with a guillotine. Max Holloway, he uh, I felt like he quit that time too. It's when Max kind of had him. And he he kind of like turned away. Oh yeah, he hurt, hurt his neck. Well, I think I think that was like a, he was saying he had a really bad weight cut for that one too. And you know, it's not a good excuse or anything like that. But but it, that's the one where he like is in the middle of the fight and he like something happened. And he was like yeah. turned away and did that. Um, but then he beat Miles Jury. The only people he's lost to are beasts: Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar, Donald Cerrone, Jim Miller. And then he goes on like a five fight winning streak. And then he loses to Max Holloway, beats Miles Jury. Then he loses to Anthony Pettis, Ricardo Lomas, and Paul Felder. Mm. So everybody he's lost to has been in the top. Five of whatever weight class they're in. How did Felder beat him? Felder TKO'd him? I'm trying to remember that one. Yep, ground yeah. and pound round two. Now, that one he did not give up. I remember that. I don't remember that, that one. That was the second I round. It. I want to say he was like in half guard on the bottom. And, what and fight card was that? Was that? That was uh, 218, Holloway versus Aldo, too. He was in half guard on the bottom, if I recall correctly, and uh, Felder was just dropping elbows. I wonder if I, it was probably like local fights or something that night. I don't remember. I don't think I saw that card. I watched the I watched because I watched the Holloway and all the fight later. Yeah, but so you look at who he's lost to. They've literally every single one of them has been top five in whatever weight one fifty five or one forty five at some point. He hasn't lost to anybody that wasn't top five. <laughs> yeah, almost almost the champ. That's crazy. But, and he's beaten a lot of guys in the top five. I want to say almost every single one of these guys has – almost all of them have fought for a title. And, you know, this is 10 years. Over 10 years. 10 years. And now he's doing it again. And he's I mean, just just now in his prime. What, how old is he now? Like 31? <laughs> uh, 30. Man, that dude is 31. 30, yeah, I mean – Just turned 31. Jesus. He's like just in his prime right now. What? We're gonna, this guy is going to be such a monster in five years – what? Holy crap. He might be fighting at 170 in five years. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he'll, I mean, that's not going to be a problem for him. He's so damn good now. They got him, or at least on Tapology, currently the best, the third best lightweight. I wonder what they have on the UFC. Yeah, it's, they, they got him up there, I think. They put him at number three. We shall see. I mean, after that fight with Tony, did you, did you get to watch it yet? No, you I were, didn't. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, and I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, my God. It's, it was such an incredible performance. Uh, rankings. All right, here we go. Yeah, they got him ranked number third, number three, third. That's crazy. Yeah, he went yeah. up four. He was seventh. But that's that's a, that's a good raise, though. I mean, he deserve a performance like that should raise you up. It's not just about winning and losing, and like decision or finish or whatever. There's lots of guys that finish fights that like they you know, no, barely, I, you know they they might have been losing the whole fight and then got a finish. You know, I agree with that 100. percent This was all right. This guy. Could be champ, you know that was oh the guy that, that kind fought. of performance. Yeah, yeah. Just from the highlights I've seen, I I believe that it's like you know nobody. Everyone's talking about how nobody could let Khabib get him on the ground until they saw that fight, <laughs> and like maybe there's a guy that could fight Khabib on the ground. Oh, I would like to see that for sure. Well, that's what I I always thought Khabib's toughest fights in order were Gregor Gillespie being the worst matchup for him. Then I thought Justin Gaethje would be the second worst. I was me wrong. Too. Me well, too. Maybe, maybe I was right, but he shut me up on that one. And then I thought Oliveira was number three. Well, I still think Justin Gaethje, would, if he would have fought like Justin Gaethje, I don't know, he just had a different game plan, whatever that game plan was. I think he should have just fought how he fought everybody else. You know maybe, I mean? yeah, maybe. But that dude, I mean, his coaches know what they're doing. So Yeah, for real. Know. And, uh, man, Khabib just was in his face. Like, oh, 100%. I did not – see, my thing was I didn't think Khabib would be able to close the distance on him like that and push him to the cage. And, you know, I, he just ran through everything Gaethje had and got right in his face. The same, Almost the same way he fought Barboza, you yeah. know? Like, and uh, 
once he got him on the cage, he was able to eventually get him down. You know, I just didn't see that happening. I knew that was how he had to win. I just didn't think he could do it. And he, he did it. <laughs> and yeah. once they hit the ground, that was the big question. If he got on top of Gaethje and was able to hold him down, how is Gaethje off his back? And, you know, it's, it's pretty clear there's a big skill difference there. Oh, 100%. There's, I mean, there's still some fights I want to see. Like, the lightweight division has the most matchups I want to see. I want to see I want to see Connor versus Poirier again, of course. But I also want to see Tony versus um, Michael Chandler. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I say Tony. Now I want to see Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. They I might Tony it, in that in that until they yeah, might they do that. Him. I bet they do that now. I hope they do that because um, Tony. They're gonna give Tony uh, a little break. He had two really rough fights back to back. Oh, that arm's messed up. Yeah, they'll probably give Tony like you know somebody else a couple losses up there in that top fifteen. Tony will probably fight. They might have him Diego fight Greg Ferreira or Ally Quinta because yeah. Ally Quinta hasn't fought in a minute. I was thinking Ally Quinta. They might even have him fight Gregor Gillespie because Kevin Lee knocked him out. Kevin Lee is another kind of dark horse, honestly. Yeah, but he got finished by Tony. Yeah, that's true. But they might have him do it again because he was. Uh, it was a quick finish, you know. There was all that staff. <laughs> there was all that. Yeah, he did that big old staff thing on his chest. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't even know Benil Darius was ranked 12. He's still in there. Hey, Drew Dober has been looking good. He's top 15. I would like to see him fight Beast. somebody up there in top 10. Paul Felder versus Drew Dober, that'd be a— He's so quiet, man. That guy's got to open his mouth. He's got to get his name out there more. <laughs> hey, I mean, you're making people look like that with your boxing. Yeah. I mean, I want to see him versus Paul Felder. That's what I would Hell yeah. that they got to make that matchup. Shelby? Sean, Sean Shelby, Shelby, where you at? <laughs> Drew Dober, Paul Felder. I know Paul Felder retires, Brand, but... Brandon's making your job easy here. Super easy. Uh, but nah, so that's our picks for... Well, we got to finish the fight card, my fault. Finish the fight card, and then we'll call it for tonight. We were supposed to talk all about the horrible judging we've had in the past oh, few God. years, but uh, I guess we'll have to save that. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's a whole... We got way out of line. Yeah. But... This fight card is so good; it's, it's hard not to. Uh, let's see who we didn't who didn't we pick? Michael Pereira versus Chaos Williams. Who you got? Uh, toss up for me, man. I think I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I I like Pereira's backflips. I think that's going to give him the edge. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go, go with uh, I'm going with Chaos. real real life Eddie Gordo. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chaos. I think. Yeah. Michael Pereira is a good athlete and does good, but I don't think I don't know. And I don't think I mean Chaos is eleven and one, but I don't think he's uh, shown much other than he had the one good kick against uh, what's his name, whoever it was that he fought. Um, he used to fight for Island Fights. It was. Man, I can't even can't even find it on Tapology. It's the one where the dude caught his kick and he spun. Oh, he did that one. Yeah, yeah. that was him. That was yeah, chaos. That's right. Yeah. So, if I if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong. No, that's not him. That is not him. But chaos has looked good in the UFC. Now I do remember yeah. who this is. He fought uh, Alex Morano. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Alasan. He he finished Alasan quick. He's the one that uh. Was like just staring him down the whole time right before they fought, like and even even the commentators like, man, that stare looks kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. He and Alisson's pretty good. Yeah, no, he's had a lot of fast finishes. Uh, but yeah, so he's uh, I'm going with him, Chaos Williams. Now that I got it right, yeah, I'm going with Chaos Williams, a hundred percent. I got first yeah. round, first round finish. <laughs> that could definitely happen, but I think Pereira's going to backflip away from that in the first round, and then. No, but for real, I think he's uh, really talented. I think he's probably going to make some adjustments. He's made a lot of mistakes in his last couple of fights. But uh, I think he can take a decision in this one, possibly. We'll see, because we'll see if Chaos can do anything after uh, the first round. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll have to find that out. But you know what sucks? The fight that's not on this card that was on this card. Yeah, Leon Edwards. Leon, because Edwards tested positive for COVID. That's what it was, huh? So they should just push it back a couple of weeks like they did with Kevin Holland. I want to see that fight. Yeah. That'd be a huge test for Kazuma. 
Yeah, well, they, comes they, that, my fault. right after the fight last weekend, Holland, he uh, knocked out Jacare and he got on the mic and he said, I want more. Give me uh, Kazmat next week. Kamzat. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the disease should come first. Man. Right, right. Uh, no, yeah, but, I mean, they only pushed this fight back a week or two, so, I mean, maybe they'll be able to do that with this Leon Edwards. Yeah. But I know it's such a big fight, they probably – Want to build it up however they can. I'm going to change my Pereira pick, though. I think I'm going to go chaos also. I, I can't. <laughs> don't, I can't. Don't, be, <laughs> don't be reneging now. I got to, man. I, I just, like, he's going to do backflips. He's going to get tired. He's in... <laughs> he ain't going to change. Backflips and cartwheels. <laughs> he's got to lose. At least, he's got to at least get knocked out before he's going to change any of that, I think. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun talking. Uh, I hate we didn't get to talk about the judging and all that, but we will definitely do that soon. And because you've been to a few judging schools, if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. So the ABC, they made new rules for scoring. The Association of Boxing Commissions, they developed a new scoring system for mixed martial arts back in like 2017, basically because people were just doing whatever the hell they wanted. You know, there was no real set criteria for judging. They're just like, all right, well, you have to have, we judge it based on, uh, effective striking, effective grappling, ring control or octagon control, or whatever yeah. they called it, fighting area control, and then aggression. But they like didn't really give you a formula for how to do it. It was kind of like everyone just had their own little formula. So you could basically justify almost any decision, you know? And uh, yeah. it got to the point where it was just ridiculous. Even when guys picked the same fighter, nobody had the same score. So in 2017, they made a good decision to finally define how you score the fight. It's still really subjective, but it's better now. The problem is nobody's doing it. You know, they're all still doing their own thing. You know, so uh, it's there's definitely a lot of issues that need to be addressed with it. Yeah, and we've talked about a bunch of ways we think it could be better. And yeah. Not just go off the 10-point scoring system and all that. But we'll get into that another time. But just a little heads up for the next time we get my man Mike on here. Um, but it was fun talking, man. And Hell yeah. Uh, I guess I'll see you in the gym soon whenever UPS lets me off. <laughs> yeah.